And again, from that text that Elmore read. But about that day and hour, no one knows. Neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of God and the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. God only knows. Thank God. So I had it all planned out right to a T. Every travel detail, every, every itinerary item, everyone's ticket and seat assignment. We'd leave the Habitat for Humanity worksite in Homestead, Florida, catch an early morning limousine to the Miami airport on Saturday, then a 10 a.m. flight back to Bradley Field in Hartford, and I'd be home in time for church on Sunday morning. Easy peasy, right? It was March of 1993, and I was the leader of a week-long trip to southern Florida to help rebuild after Hurricane Andrew. We'd had a wonderful seven days together, 12 of us from all over Connecticut, but now, on a blustery Friday night, as we began to pack up for the next morning, rumors of a superstorm, a superstorm hitting the East Coast, spread around our camp of makeshift wooden bungalows. In those pre-internet, pre-smartphone days, The only way we could know what was happening was through a radio, which none of us had, or phone calls to home on the one payphone in camp. So I called my brother Ed. He said, have you heard about the huge storm about to hit the East Coast? They're saying it's the biggest ever, the storm of the century, a low-pressure system stretching from Maine to Florida. Does anyone remember that? I heard there might even be tornadoes in southern Florida. You going to be okay? My stomach dropped, and I tried to reassure him and me. No problem. We'll get out tomorrow. We'll be fine. But thanks for the heads up. And then life happened while I was making other plans, to quote John Lennon. Tornadoes did touch down that night, and winds of 80 miles per hour hit our camp. No one was hurt, but it was one terror-filled evening of sleeplessness as the winds howled. Then we went to the airport, where more than 5,000 folks were stuck. All flights canceled. Then we secured what must have been the last hotel room in all of Miami Beach and spent a wild night without power, sitting in the piano bar in the lobby, singing songs with other stranded passengers and eating food from the kitchen before it went bad. Then we finally got on a plane, but we only got as far as Tampa. Then we were stranded at my friend Tim's mom's house in Jupiter for two days. And so, among other things, to kill some time, we went to see an alligator farm. (laughs) And then we finally got a flight out on Wednesday morning, 96 hours later. We planned a journey. The unexpected happened. We predicted one outcome, but got another. I know every one of us here could share a similar travel tale of being detoured, delayed, rerouted, eventually getting home, but by another way, ways that we could not have ever predicted. God knew what would happen, but us, not so much. 
Friends, that's true for travel, and I think that's true for this life. And that's a good thing to remember as we begin our journey to Bethlehem on this first Sunday of Advent, our spiritual trip for these next 24 days from the 1st to the 25th, for making all our holy day and holiday preparations and lists and plans, and then I guarantee us that life will happen between now and then and that things will not go as planned or hoped for. So how do you feel about that, this unpredictability when it comes to tomorrow, to the future? Me, on my worst days, this ambiguity, this mystery called life, I'll confess that it kind of freaks me out. It makes me anxious. It gives me an upset stomach as the control freak that I am. There's no one here like that, right? You see, I want to know what is coming. I want to know what will be. I want to know exactly what to expect on my life journey. I like guarantees. I'm a planner. I get to the airport three hours early. I make a list, and then another, and then another. Uptight, yes. Tightly wound. I'll own that when it comes to planning and predicting this life or trying to predict this life. I... So it made me wonder if that's how Mary and Joseph felt as they planned for their lives in ancient Palestine. He, a 20-something carpenter who just wanted to settle down in Nazareth and start a small business and meet a nice woman and have kids, and she, a 15- or 16-year-old young woman living with her parents, planning for marriage and babies and running a house and meeting and marrying a really nice guy. That's a nice plan, huh? And then, well, God had other ideas and life had other ideas, an unplanned pregnancy, late-night visits from angels, a perilous week-long journey on a donkey while nine months pregnant, no room at the inn, a freezing cold stable, sketchy shepherds come to visit in that maternity ward, along with foreigners, astrologers bearing weird gifts. Which proves there's the planned journey, There's the real journey. There's what we think we know. There's what God only knows. What's going to happen tomorrow. Which is what the author of the text from Matthew warns his readers about in today's passage. Now he is talking about the end of the world, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the rapture as some call it, the coming of the kingdom of God on earth for all time. As he writes, but about that day and hour No one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Friends, that is true when it comes to the end days, and I believe it is also true when it comes to all of our days. God only knows. God only knows what is to be, what is to come, what lies ahead, what awaits us during and at the end of all of our journeys in this life, trips large and small, mundane and profound, planned and unplanned. We can try and predict, but prediction is a tricky game. It's a losing game if you really think about it. It reminds me of one Christian denomination that's made a business out of predicting the world's end, the future, God's future and man's future. And so this church has told their followers to get ready because the world will end in 1878 in 1881, 
1918, in 1925, in 1975. Or does anyone here remember how bad Y2K was going to be? Or do you remember how you thought your life would turn out when you looked ahead as a kid and as a young person? Are you where you are you thought you would be then? Friends, in this life, God only knows. God only knows. And so then perhaps our job as people of faith, as folks who want to believe more in the providence of God than in the chaos of life, as folks on a journey like Mary and Joseph who need to trust that God goes with us no matter what life throws at us, as an Advent people who are asked to wait and not rush, to be patient and not demand that Christmas get here right now, we do have one virtue and one godly gift and one secret spiritual lesson to comfort us and to guide us and to reassure us and to be our GPS our God-positioning system when it comes to the mystery called human life. It is faith, faith, to travel not knowing the outcome, but being okay with this because God is our North Star and God is our compass. Faith, to not be afraid of that which will be because God works through all things, and yes, for the good, Faith, to revel in the mystery of life, to not fear tomorrow, but instead to embrace whatever will be because God was with us and God is with us and God will be with us. As the author Brene Brown writes, faith is a place of mystery where we find the courage to believe in what we cannot see and the strength to let go of our fear of uncertainty Faith, better than any plans, better than any itinerary, better than any to-do list. Friends, it is faith, our faith as Christians, our faith that life does work out with God and in God. It is faith that we need for all of our journeys, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, from Advent to Christmas, from a known today to an unknown tomorrow. Faith, for finally, it is God, only God, who knows. So, let's begin the journey with each other and with our ever-faithful and ever-trustworthy God wherever life takes us. Let all God's travelers say, Amen. God, as we begin this journey, as we undertake all the journeys in our life, 